The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday, day three, here live at Radio Row. Presented not only by DraftKings, but by Bear Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. And Jack and I got so many awesome interviews. You can see some of the pictures and videos up on our social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, that we've got more guys to talk to today, or for at least you guys to hear us talk to. Nick Allegretti, the starting left guard for the Chiefs, he's going to be big in this game going against Eric Armstead, as well as, of course, Javon Hargrave, Justin Watson, one of the best receivers for the Chiefs, Brian Greasy, quarterback coach for the Niners, and Nick Sorensen and I, the DB coach for the Niners, had a really good conversation as well. Let's start with Nick Allegretti. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, I'm with one of my guys, Nick Allegretti. Nick, I was a journeyman O-lineman, seven years I played all five spots, started at least five games at three different spots. Okay. So needless to say, I was rooting for you against the Ravens, man. And you kind of got emotional after that game. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, this game, it's an emotional game. I mean, I've been here for five years now, and it's been a roller coaster for me personally, you know, a couple of up years, a couple of down years. Um, But an incredible honor to be a part of this team. And the team success is what means the most. It's what you work for. You know, individual goals, everyone has them. But to be a part of a win like that after we had we had hit some bumps along the road this year and we're finally getting that rhythm going and to be able to step in for a guy like Joe who, ha- I mean, has been as consistent as you can imagine over the last five, five six years. Uh, to be able to step in for him and, you know, keep the offense going, you know, the way we've been going, uh, I, was, I was proud of that performance. What's it like to go from being a starter and starting a Super Bowl to then, you know, the last couple of years backing up all those guys, which is maybe the best interior in the league. Uh, it's tough. I, I'll be honest with you. That was a, a tough adjustment for me. You know, I had finally gotten my opportunity, and then, you know, I, I new guys came in, they got their job, and they won that job. They're incredible players. Uh, it does help knowing that, you know, you're backing up 
I mean, potentially the best three at, at their positions in the league, arguably, depending on how you look at it, three of the best interior offensive linemen in the league. So, so, it, that helps. so are you the next guy in at center if something happens to Creed? Uh, you know, prior to, you know, Joe going down, I absolutely was. I'm not sure, depending on Joe, if Joe plays or not. But, yeah, if Joe was playing, then, yeah, I'd be the next guy in the center. Have you have you gotten any snaps at center? Yeah, I actually was able – I got to start week 18 when uh, we wrestled a lot of guys. And first full game of center in the NFL since – I mean, I guess I 2017 I started a game in Illinois at center. Um, I love center. I played center my whole life. I've always been the guy that could play guard, but if the center went down, I was the backup. That's been my role for a long time, and uh, I like it. It's it's better than having to get isolated one-on-one against dudes like Matabike. You know, absolutely. <laughs> uh, center Center's a challenging role mentally, um, but some of the physical, physical aspects of guard are definitely a challenge. So, you like you said, you've played all five positions. So there's uh, – there's a balance. The mental side stuff is center, but the physical side is definitely more of a challenge of guard. What are you weighing right now? I'm about 320. How's your body feel? Pretty good. Been a pretty good year. Um, talk to me about the Niners, D tackles in particular, the guys that you might be going against. Yeah, I mean they're they're incredible. They're incredible players. They got a ton of talent. Uh, they're hard chargers. They're up the field. A lot of bull rush, but with some good hand moves, they keep it tight. So they're good players. It's going to be a great challenge, like it was the prior week. Uh, you kind of want it that way. You're playing in the Super Bowl. You want it against one of the top teams. You want, which obviously they are. You want it against one of the top defensive lines because that personal challenge is there, and you, you know that you have to take care of your job to give the other guys a chance to do their job. Did you get married or have a baby or something recently? Uh, last Super Bowl, uh, my wife and I we had our, our two twin daughters the morning, 3 a.m. Sunday uh, of the Super Bowl. So they turned one on Monday. That is incredible. Right, I have two girls. They're 10 and 11. They're okay. 17 months apart. What's it like uh, having kids while you're still playing? Because mine didn't come till after I was done. Uh, it was a challenge for sure. I mean, you know, the, there's there's some tough aspects of having kids, but my, I mean it. Good timing, by the way, for the off season. We, that you had that time to help when they were staying up at night and stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, we definitely had a bunch of help from my mother-in-law and my mama, and uh, that was huge. Um, but no, we tried our best to make it in the off season, and then of course. It's twins, so they came a little early, but we made it almost the whole season. But it's awesome. It really getting able to put a, a good work, good day's work in, and then come home, and your daughters are smiling, eating dinner, and uh, it's it's incredible. It really gives a reason for all of this for me. Last question: Talk about the difference between when you're starting, like at left guard, and you know you're starting, versus you think you're the next guy up at all three. I try to tell people it's harder to be the backup. Then it, like you know you're starting, you know who you're going against. But if you're backup, you you don't know who you're gonna be going against. What position you're going? I remember sometimes Nick, like after a play, there might be two guys getting up slow. I'd be like, oh my god, am I going at center or right guard? Like what am I doing? Uh, it's absolutely a challenge. And understanding like when you're starting at a position, you know you can watch the film from the prior week and or the prior seat, and it's all right. This guy plays a lot on the left guard, so you can watch a majority of his film. Some, but like sometimes when you're preparing for all three, you got to prepare for both the nose guards, both the D tackles, and then third down packages, they'll bring the DNs inside. So you're preparing for nine or ten guys. It's absolutely a challenge being a backup. I'm not going to say it's harder because physically as a backup, you know, you may not play every week, and you have to, I understand that. But there's a mental challenge that, it, that is incredible. Great talking to you, man. Have fun. Let it rip. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Love talking with offensive linemen just like I love being able to root for my squad while my food and drinks are on the way. That means burgers, chips, dip, soda, pizza, wings, and so much more delivered straight to your door. 
big fan of DoorDash, big fan of guys from the Ivy League having success in the NFL. They got a couple in this game. Juszczyk for the Niners and my guy Justin Watson from Penn. I remember him back in high school for the Chiefs. Here's the conversation that Justin and I had at opening night. Justin Watson, I think this is like an annual thing, dude. I never get you on my show like regularly, but every year here for when you were the how many Super Bowls is this for you now? This is three out of the last four Super Bowls. That is unbelievable. So I know uh, for people who don't know, Justin and I are both from similar small hometowns. How much pride do you take like repping all the folks from South Fayette? It's got to be a big deal to them. It's a huge deal. You know, I, I one of my favorite things when I go home is you pull into South Fayette and right off the exit. There's a sign that says state champions, you know, and I was a part of that first state championship team uh, in 2013. And so I, I still swell with pride thinking about my time at South Fayette. Coach Joe Rossi taught me my, the, my foundations of football, you know, bringing a great attitude and effort every single day. And I still live and practice by those things every single time I put a helmet on. All right. So I know people ask this all the time. Similarities and differences between Mahomes and Brady. Not many people know, right? Yeah, I think the greatest similarity is they make everyone else around them better. You know, they're insanely competitive in practice, uh, in games. They love football. They're so passionate. So when you see a guy that is not only pushing himself but is making literally every single player on the team around him, offense and defense, take his game to another level is really special. And, uh, you know, I think one of the differences, uh, you know, I love how loose Pat plays in a sense. I mean, he, he knows the offense. He makes his reads. Uh, but I love how when we got there and play – and the play breaks down, man, it's just, you know, let's backyard football. Let's make a play. Let's find a way to, to convert the sticks. So that, that's one of my favorite parts about playing with Patrick. They talk a lot about Kelsey having the freedom to, like, do whatever he wants. Like, when you watch, is, is he really, like, against zone and stuff, he really has that freedom to kind of just find space? Yeah, and, and Kelsey's good because he knows that the offense so well that he won't get in the way of somebody else's route. But when he's primary on a play, which he usually is, <laughs> I mean, it, they always say, like, hey, give Trav room to do Trav things. You know, if you're lined up next to him on a play, that don't get too close because you don't know exactly where he's going to run. But do you ever feel like, like, well, maybe I could be putting up even bigger numbers if they let me do that? Like, did they ever let you do that? Well, so it's what – they didn't let Trav do that. It's one of those things where uh, you do it, and if it works, <laughs> great. If it doesn't work, then don't ever do that again. So there's been a few times this year where – you know, I've started on my route, and I've seen that he's getting out of the pocket early, and I'm not going to be open, and I'll peel out. And we've we've hit some big plays doing that. So uh, I know you got to get, you got to hold yourself to the discipline of running your route before you just start running whatever you want to try to get open. So well, the last question for you, Justin, that the subconscious aspect of when you have a quarterback like Mahomes. I was with Brady for two years, and like no matter what was going on, we knew we were going to win the game. Like, you just knew. You guys came out against Baltimore like, we got Mahomes, we're going to win. I mean, how much of it is that? How much of it is just the confidence when you have a guy like that? There's a quote I love that says, you know, whether believe you believe you think you can or you can't, either way you're right. And so, like you said, we always feel like we have a chance. Uh, we could be down 10 points at halftime of the Super Bowl like we were last year. It doesn't matter. We just feel like something's going to happen. We're going to make a play. We're going to find a way to win. And so I think it starts with Pat and the rest of these guys follow, but – uh, it's cool being a part of that culture. Right, hey, let's do this again next year, man. It's always fun. Good seeing you here. Hey, man, it's a date. <laughs> Thanks, man. So excited for this game. By the way, you can still get tickets to the game. I hope you guys know that. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 
off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply, so just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code Ross for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Plus, for me, the key is to be able to see exactly what you're buying before you actually buy it, the vantage point from your seat, and to be able to do it with just two taps on the Game Time app. It is perfect. Gigantic fan of the Game Time app. Just like I'm a big fan of being able to talk with smart coaches, actually a former broadcaster like Brian Greasy. I'm here with... Uh... Niners quarterback coach Brian Greasy. All right, so not many people have done it. So I'm dying to ask you, talk about going from media to coaching. I know you get asked about it a lot, but I haven't heard what you said. So uh, what's it like? Well, Ross, you know, we worked together. We worked one game together? Yeah, a couple games. Yeah. I was sidelined maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the reason I went into broadcasting was because I wanted to have time at home with my family to raise my kids after I retired. And uh, I knew if I went right into coaching, I wouldn't have that. And uh, so broadcasting was a way for me to stay connected to the game but still have that time. And I did it for 13 years. And um, I got to a point where I had done a lot of it and, and I just needed a new challenge, you know. And, um, and when Monday night came down and I wasn't going to be in Monday Night Football anymore, they went and they got Troy Aikman. I was like, you know what, I'm good. I don't need to do this anymore. And I'll go do something else. And it was three days later that Kyle Shanahan called me and said, hey, would you be interested in this? And, and, um, and I had never thought, I really had never thought about it. And um, I said, yeah, you know what, maybe, let me come out and let's, let's talk about it. And so I went out and talked with them and, and uh, met the coaching staff and it happened pretty quick. And sure enough, within a week, I was a coach. So <laughs> that's how it happened. Are the hours uh, better or worse or about what I think? Oh, uh, worse. <laughs> but it's worth it? it well, yeah, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, it's just the relationships. You miss the relationships. Um, you miss the competition, the winning, the losing. Um, but mostly it's the relationships. And for me, it's been really cool. Um, I didn't anticipate that there would be such a depth to um, the relationship with young quarterbacks and to help them based on the position that I had been in in my life, both as a player and then as a broadcaster. And so to help them through that in any way that I could, um, that really felt good. Is it true, I think I read where you said something to Kyle or Lynch about Brock, that you, you noticed him, is that accurate? You noticed Brock on the, on the college tape and said, hey, we need to take a real long look at this guy? Oh, we all, we all noticed him, yeah. We all, I, so every year the quarterback coach will go through all the quarterbacks in college that are draftable, and we'll go through our, our grades and we'll rank them. And so we went through all of them. Brock was one of them, and uh, we had a really high opinion of him, and we're really lucky that we got him. What what was it that jumped out on the on the college tape? Well, he played a lot, you know, and, and I love watching uh, how guys quarterbacks play when the game's on the line. The second half of games against Oklahoma. Oklahoma State and how he how he play in that moment, um, and he was he was the difference in those games. 
and he raised the level of his entire team, and it was just it was evident. And so that, on top of the accuracy and the playmaking and the leadership, and uh, it was awesome, man. And um, we, I, we, we loved him. I was just happy we got him. And that's something that he's shown in, in, in the first two playoff games as well in terms of playing his best at the end when it matters the most. Yeah, well, he hadn't been in that situation a lot, you know. So it was great that, um, that he was able to get those experiences. Um, you know, it's one thing to do it in college. It's one thing to do it in the NFL. It's another thing to do it in the playoffs. And as much as your teammates love you, trust you, believe in you, until you're in that moment, they don't really know. Yeah. And now they know. I always say, like, I played with Brady for a couple years, and I think it's Mahomes has the same thing where, like, those guys just expect that their, their quarterback's going to get it done. And I think that's huge, huge, when you're just assuming, well, we got the guy, he's going to make the play. There's nothing like it. And it makes you, as a player, it makes you that more focused to get in that right spot. You remember, hey, Tom told me to be at 12 yards deep, not at 10, and to be three yards from the sideline, not two. You know, and and you're going to get there no matter what because you know that he's going to put that ball where it needs to be. And um, some of that started to show up with Brock, and his playmaking showed up. And I think that'll play a huge part in the game on Sunday. Last question, uh, Brian, do you think you're in it for the long haul now? Like is uh, next step coordinator, then after that trying to be a head coach? I'm just focused on this week, Ross. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. See you, man. Terrific stuff with Brian. Uh, I wanted you guys to hear from a different coach as well. I don't know if you remember Nick Sorensen. Had a really long, awesome career. Listen to the conversation with Nick as well. All right, so I love talking with former players, especially guys that are assistant coaches now. Where was I? Were you? I think I was on the radio, and you called Nick Sorensen, by the way. I should probably say that. DB coach for the Niners, specializing in the nickels, right? Yeah, nickels. Yep, DBs. Um, so you called... Were you out of the league when you called in the Sirius XM and talked about the, the peanut punch and how you felt like he was revolutionizing? Yes, it, this is like 2012. It was like my second year out. I was kind of volunteering at Youngstown State. And I remember seeing it, and I was just volunteering, like really had to learn computers, getting into coaching. And I remember seeing him do it, and I was trying to tell the coaches there at Youngstown State, and I would drive from Cleveland because I finished up playing at Cleveland. And he's like, I don't think we can do this. I'm like, dude, this guy's changing the game, I think. Like, you can really get more t takeaways. And then it was the weekend he caused, I think against Tennessee, he had like four of them, right, in one game. And I think they got three of them, like forced fumbles. Yeah. And then uh, that just stuck with me. for, And really, kind of, he did. He changed the game. And that's really where it's all gone since then. And I've actually been kind of tasked at being that ball guy here the last couple of years. So it's kind of been cool for me okay so dumb questions offensive lineman but like how hard is it how hard is it to I mean you're trying to get the guy down yeah. but also to swing and hit and, and be able to actually hit it yeah I mean that's the whole it's really a mindset and mentality that you have to you got to train it like anything else I think for us there's certain guys that are better at it uh, Fred Warner's been really good at it uh, law will be good at it too and he does it at times and uh, Logan Ryan's got a history of it. He joined our team late in the season. He's got like 14 force fumbles in his career. The main thing is that you're not like really trying to sacrifice missing the tackle for the ball. You want to attack it, but at the same time make the tackle. So that's the main thing is, can I make the tackle? Can I get a takeaway? Can I punch the ball out? Because I understand like the second guy doing it. Yeah, yeah. 
but I'm amazed. Peanut Tillman, it would just be him and the guy, like one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, and he would just not mess around and just do it. Yeah, he's the he, – he was the inventor of it. He's the godfather of – I mean, you'd call it the peanut punch because right. of him. Um, there's just a lot of different ways to do it, and he did it a whole bunch of different ways too. Yeah, it's a mindset. You have to train it. I think you have to think about it at practice, and then you got to keep doing it when it comes to the game. So tell me about the value of having uh, linebackers like Greenlaw and especially like Fred Warner that can cover like that in the NFL now. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you're so – the game is so fast. The linebackers have to cover anybody that's – you know, they move the formation so much with all the different types of jet motions, regular motions, the matchups, how multiple you have to be in your defensive coverages. Uh, but those guys are elite at it. I mean, we think they're like two of the best in the game, and, and Law is finally getting some of that recognition, Greenlaw. But, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's essential now, even like the versatility at safeties too. You know, I think it's really how the game is changing. You can't stay the same. you got to evolve the size of these guys and how fast everybody's running. It's, it's unbelievable now. So I know Fred gets a lot of credit, and rightfully so. I love Greenlaw. I, I just love the way that – I mean, he's not messing around. Like, in any capacity of playing the sport, I just love the mentality because he's not that big of a dude. But he – I even remember that one year where he made the stop on the goal line against the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just incredible. Oh, I remember that vividly, just being on the other side of it, right at the one-yard line. Like one inch. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> Huge here for San Fran. I was on the other side of it at the time. He's a stud, and you're right. And – we kind of joke around. I mean, he, Kyle calls him the enforcer, and that's how he plays. His mindset is different, and, and he's just continually gotten better every year. With uh, But his mentality, like you said, I mean, he is a dog. He plays like one, and he just plays so hard every snap, him and Fred, and, and it just matriculates throughout the entire defense. But, you know, like I said, Kyle calls him that, like he's got that enforcer mindset for our defense and how he'll finish guys off, and he's fun to watch. What year is this for you now? Here? No. In the league? Oh, uh, 21 if you count playing. I played for 10. This is my 11th year coaching. Have you been in the Super Bowl before? This is my fourth one. one. What? Yeah, yeah. Which teams? I forget. My rookie year, I played for the Rams and lost against New England. That was the first one of yes. Brady's many. That yeah, was yeah, the 2001 yeah. season. Yeah, yeah we're, we came out the same year, 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Seattle in 13 and 14. We won one again. As, as a young coach? Yeah, yeah. I my first year coaching was uh, 2013. We won in New York um, against Denver, 43 to eight. And then the next year we lost against yeah. New England with the you know the second yeah, yeah. and one deal. So and this will be my fourth. This is my fourth. That is awesome, man. Is it getting better, or worse, staying the same? Oh, it's always fun. I mean, it's always this is this is what you imagine. So when when it's finally here, it's awesome. It's different because you I kind of know what to expect now, and you can kind of see it through the younger coaches and the younger players and. Now you're talking to them about it, and it just. But it's always an awesome experience. The cool thing too is your family's a part of it. And when I went as a player, obviously I was I was 22. I didn't, wasn't married, yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Then the 13 and the first two with Seattle, my kids were like two and three. I have two sons. Now they're like they're 11 and 13. So just celebrating with them on the field in the NFC Championship game, I was like, hey guys, it's gonna be like the other times. They're like, Dad, we don't remember. That was 10 years ago, 11 years ago with Seattle. So. There's always stages in life, and that part of it's cool. That's incredible. Um, talk to me about Kelsey and just what makes him still so good. I thought during the year that maybe, I don't know if he was banged up or maybe he just had lost a little bit, but in the playoffs, it's like he's right back to doing what he's always done. Yeah, I don't think it matters. He's just so savvy 
I, I don't think it matters how fast he's moving sometimes because he's him and Mahomes are so tied in together that once he is open for that small window that he's going to hit him. And he's just so good about like it's as if he's reading defenses as he's running his route like like a lot of guys do but he's just like the best at it and Mahomes and him together are, are elite at what they do together. It's they're so tied together and he's hard and he has really good hands and he's really big. And he's got a lot of length and his short area separation is is incredible. Nick, great talk with me, man. So happy for you. Have fun. I'm surprised you remember that from way back. Oh, heck yeah, man. I got a good memory. I yeah. called like at 6 in the morning. I'm driving from Cleveland to, to Youngstown. I can't believe I did it. It's the only time I've ever called a radio in my life. And, and I've called it. Anytime I've been broadcasting, I've called it the peanut punch ever since then. You know what's really crazy about it, in all sincerity? Some people don't know what I'm talking about. When I call it a peanut punch... In a game, like on TV, they'll be like, that's funny, I never heard that before. I'm like, no, it's like from Peanut Tillman, Charles Peanut Tillman. Not everybody like remembers that or knows that. You got to know your history. There's a lot of times stuff shows up with the younger guys. Like I'll drop the name of somebody and they're like, oh, I don't know about him. Like Bo Jackson or something. Like, oh, I think I've heard that name. They're like, Bo Jackson? <laughs> so you try and find like other random names. Not random, not to, to us, but when a guy's 22, 23 sometimes, you got to teach him the history. And you're teaching the guys... Your caller is a history of peanut punch. It's good. I'm trying, man. Good seeing you. You too. Thanks, Ross. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings, and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. And tomorrow... It'll be a Thursday with our guy, Greg Cosell. We'll get to some of the takes. There's some Chargers news, but we'll get to that tomorrow. We don't have time today with all these great interviews we had. actually have a couple more coaches that we'll talk to on Friday before I make my official prediction for the game. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out MyFrontPageStory.com. We are exactly one week away from Valentine's Day, and if you haven't at least checked MyFrontPageStory.com out, what are you waiting for? You guys know I will personally send you a signed autograph. If you get a loved one, a story from MyFrontPageStory.com. Big fan of BackOfficeSchedule.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, and of course, Sportaculture and Pizza Boy Brewing.